I started watching it again because there's been so many freaking ads for it for some yeah. reason. I keep getting TikTok, like the TikTok videos where it's like half Subway Surfers, half a TV show, and I keep getting suits. And I'm just like, <laughs> Harvey Specter, Jesse Specter. <laughs> New York, you know, there might as well be the same person. Right, basically the same. Jesse's not a lawyer that I know of, though. I'm not. I don't understand how I've remained unaware of this for so long. It's not like I'm that far away from Suits viewership and I, you know, watch occasional USA Network for wrestling. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I am Jesse Spector, at least for now. Uh, <laughs> for now. I don't really have, don't have any plans <laughs> to change that. Pending follow-up. Uh, and this... Sound of an Arizona Mucho Mango uh, here tonight because I drank the grape aid on my way to and from the car uh, where I am recording this. I'm Jesse from the Internet. You've already heard Britt from the Internet, Keelan from the Internet, Lily from the Internet. They are all here. Uh, this is not a football podcast. Uh, our football podcast back for season two of our show and week one of this season a week that saw i will uh bring you guys in on this plenty of of offensive production um did any of you guys have a favorite high scoring game of the week what are we defining as high scoring yeah big numbers what counts as a big number? All right. Well, the Oregon Ducks I mean, 81 points against Portland State. I'm, I'm getting to something with this okay. uh, against Portland State. So Puddles the Duck has to do push-ups every time the Ducks score a touchdown. Uh, and Puddles wound up doing 546 push-ups. As the That's Ducks a won, lot of push-ups for a duck. 81 to 7. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be one uh, jacked-up duck. Uh, yeah. But be glad, Oregon Duck, that you are not the mascot for the University of Texas Permian Basin. <laughs> Wait, on Saturday... Just the name. UTPB had a game against Texas College. And uh, I will read you the story now from the uh, Midland, Midland what? Midland Reporter Telegram uh, by Christopher Hadorn. Don't know if I'm pronouncing Hadorn. Uh, we'll we'll get to other pronunciations here in a second. Chris McCullough definitely made a first impression in his head coaching debut for the UT Permian Basin football program on Saturday. The Falcons flirted with a 100-point game a feat that hadn't been accomplished in college football since 2003 when Rockford beat Trinity Bible 105-0. to zero. Oh, my God. What was the score? Was it 90-95 nothing? Midland High grad Sudin Sapien, uh, S-U-D-D-I-N-S-A-P-I-E-N, which makes it look like Sudin Sapien, uh, scored on a one-yard quarterback keeper with 3.04 to play. Pushing UTPB to a 96-0 lead over oh. Texas College. I was close. Oh a program God. from Tyler. The Falcons, the Falcons had a chance to achieve history when Calvin Littles broke loose on a punt return but was pushed out at the 26-yard line. But UTB, UTPB did the classy move. Kneeling the ball down on its last offensive possession to close out a 96-0 shutout <laughs> over the steers at Astound Broadband Stadium. No, see here, I'm. If you don't want me to score, stop me. Like I, absolutely not, absolutely not. If I have the chance to get to triple digits, I there's no way in hell I'm not taking. Yeah, it. like, it's like you've already. already this is already such an embarrassment. Like yeah, you've already embarrassing. You've already whooped their their asses so hard. You might as well go for the first hundred point game in fucking twenty years. Right, right. 
Well, being ninety six points does not somehow make it a moral victory. Okay, <laughs> like there, there are more details, so we can continue. The officials also reduced the fourth quarter clock to ten minutes compared to fifteen, which might have saved the steers zero and one from the dubious distinction of giving up a hundred. Oh, yeah. so Five more they minutes would have ruled effectively. <laughs> that is. Incredible. Now, this is why local journalism is important. And having <laughs> right. reporters on the scene is important. McCullough was coaching his first game with the Falcons after leading Division II East Central University to a 9-3 and record in 2022. Get some regular coach speak here. It was a great crowd tonight, McCullough said. I love the excitement and the energy here. You can tell it's definitely a new era and everybody is excited. Scoring 96 points... We had a chance to score 100, but I couldn't do that. That's not the sportsmanship way to go about things. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Oh, God. It just That makes it – I feel like if I'm, if I'm the opposing team, that almost makes me feel worse because it's like don't patronize me. Don't, don't act like 96 points was like the gentlemanly way to do this. <laughs> Yeah, the gentlemanly way is like stopping at like fifty-five or seventy. Once you get to once you pass right. and they haven't scored anything, you you keep going. Well, until you hit a hundred. Right, Fif- right. You've fifty-five, you say. Yeah. Kenny Hernseer, who once played at Wink High School, threw six first half to touchdown passes to give the Falcons a commanding fifty-six nothing lead at halftime. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what if I'm oh. the other team, I'm forfeiting. Just go home at that point. Like, we don't need to keep doing this. Um, Do they not have a mercy, a mercy rule? Uh, That's the clock. I mean, they did shorten the game by five minutes. <laughs> it's not mercy. Uh, that's, that is not mercy. <laughs> so, Hernseer has this quote. He said, McCullough brings a lot of energy. Getting guys going, Hernseer said. Firing guys up. We had a great pregame speech. He just brings in a culture that's built on family, built on enthusiasm. The guy really connected with it. Aggressive play calling from McCullough was noticeable in his head coaching debut with UTPV on Saturday. And here's where the writer had just started um, writing the story. You can kind of tell. Because, yeah, aggressive play calling was noticeable. And then... um, yeah, after Patterson caught a TD pass from Hernseer to put the Falcons up 7-0, UTPB attempted an onside kick and recovered it. Wait. Wait, what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I love everything about this game. <laughs> I want to talk Falcons. more about this game than anything else that happened in college football except for one one game. <laughs> the Falcons took advantage of the extra time when Hernseer threw to the end zone and connected. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I should say uh, the Falcons also recovered another loose ball on a kickoff later in the first half. UTB, UTPB called a timeout with 38 seconds left following a third down stop on defense. The Falcons took advantage of the extra time when Hernseer threw to the end zone and connected with Cooley on a TD with one second on the clock to extend the lead to 54-0. After which, I guess, they went for two. No, yeah, at that point, if you're if you're being <laughs> that unsportsmanlike, you should just like, fucking go for 100. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is, it's just, yeah. I, I'm more offended on their behalf by the, by the claims of sportsmanship than I would be if they had just run the score up as badly as they possibly could have. We'll get out with this. Uh, We're going to be super aggressive. I can promise you that, McCullough said. The first onside kick was planned. The first kickoff. (laughs) The first kickoff, we were going to do it no matter what. And then the squib that hit the guy that we got back, that wasn't intentional. We were just trying to squib it down the middle. It went one of their guys. It got a lucky hop, and we got it back. That was not intentional. Yes, we're going to be super aggressive. We're going to go for it a lot on fourth down. 
I believe in our offensive line, and I believe in our defense to get us off the field and not give up points. Well, they, they did do all of those things. If you want to make your brand as this aggressive, like, we're going to go freaking nuts all the time, why not score the hundo? That's, it's a good brand. Like, I like the ethos. Yeah. Don't, don't half-ass it. Like, commit to it. What would Steve Spurrier do? Steve Spurrier would have scored 140 on their bitch asses. Like that's, that's right. no, no, no holds barred. Take no prisoners. That's just don't like it. Play better. WWFS. <laughs> what would Steve Spurrier? Right, right. I had oh my pen is um, on the roof of the car, and we'll see if I can reach out and. Grab it uh, to get us. <laughs> just, just really wish we had video to accompany this for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not a thing that's going to happen. So we will proceed in this game without the pen and my ability to take notes, unless I can find one in my pocket uh, that is an ink pen. Oh, there is a pen here. Oh, how about that? I prepared everything tonight except for uh, I have a clipboard and I'm ready uh, for our draft and I will explain what this what this draft is. Uh, Lily, I don't know that you are prepared for this since you were. uh... (laughs) I'm not. I think it makes it more fun personally. Good news because yeah, all that this game is is this is Brian Ferentz bingo. Brian Ferentz. (laughs) Uh, Britt, would you like to explain I, where I, we're I at here? Brian, I have a Brian Ferentz story, though, that I have to share while we're on this topic as well. Go um, ahead. So, Brian Ferentz, uh, also Kirk Ferentz, the uh, inimitable coaching and offensive coordinator duo from University of Iowa. Um so notably, there is a 25 points per game clause that they're oh, operating under, uh, which is one of my favorite things. So I'm, I go to have lunch with my parents today because Labor Day, everybody's actually off for the day. So I'm sitting at lunch with my mom and, you know, my mom, who is the reason why I am unfortunately, unfortunately a fan of this unbelievably stupid sport. So my, my mom starts by saying, hey, have you watched, have you watched the Netflix doc about Urban Mayor and, and T-Bone. I was like, no, not yet. You know, I heard it. And she was like, oh, and I think I have to start paying attention to to Iowa. And I nearly, <laughs> I nearly choked on my, on my water. I was like, I'm, what? Why? Apparently. Now I should preface this with the fact that my mom, for those who are not familiar, uh, my mom wants to put money on the Buffalo Bills beating the Patriots because she just really, really liked Ryan Fitzpatrick because she saw him in an interview like the week before the game and she hates Tom Brady with a passion that I find admirable. Um, sure. And also as a being from Florida as a Dolphins fan, the Patriots thing, not a, not her favorite. Um, so, so my mom got my weird fondness for inexplicable Sports figures is absolutely genetic. Like I that I know exactly where that comes from. <laughs> so I'm like, Mom, what do you what why? Why Iowa? I'm like, they like the co- like there's a clause that they have to score twenty five points a game. Like, what are you doing? Apparently some uh colleague of hers is an Iowa fan. They were talking about football. He was really talking up the defense. My mom loves good defense, so he's got my mom on board with Iowa, and I was just, I don't know, we, we tried to raise them right, and I don't know where I went wrong. What in the... Hey, it's Jesse from the internet. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty during the show, so this is a commercial break to tell you to go to willitspen.com. Wiltspen.com is our shop. We are working on making it better, and it will be soon, but there is still stuff there available now. So check it out, Wiltspen.com, and find our substack at Wiltspen.substack.com. Thanks. Welcome back. Uh, 
from a commercial break that is yet to be recorded to deal with the technical problems that we had while Keelan was at Undefined State, uh, <laughs> which is not her first pick for Brian Ferentz Bingo, which is the game that we are playing. Uh, it is the error message that we were receiving. Um, and my audio was messed up too, so hopefully that didn't mess up the first part of the show where we were talking about Permian Basin. Uh, we are now into Brian Ferentz Bingo, which... Uh, 25 squares for each of the points that Brian Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes must average uh, over the season in order for him to keep his job as offensive coordinator at Iowa, at least under this contract, which will surely be uh, rewritten with just only slightly less favorable terms for him if they fail or slightly more favorable. Who knows? Failing upwards is the Iowa way. It's going to be very funny if they score like 70 points in the second to last game of the season and then score like nothing in the in the last game and it just puts them at 28-24.8. No, I told my mom at lunch today, I was like, the funniest possible thing would be for them to go like 11-1 and one and average 24.5 or something points a game just to make sure that like it was a good season, but also technically... Mm-hmm. So the way that this will work for us, this is you know, the third time that I've explained it, but I think it's the only time that's going to make it onto the show. I hope uh, I'm responsible for some of that. So it's not just a hope. It's a thing that I can make happen. Um, we will each pick five teams uh, each week. Those teams and their opponents will give us 10 numbers uh, with the scores of their games. Some of those might be repeats. Who knows? Iowa might score zero. Iowa's opponent can't also score zero. Um, that is something that we will get to with uh, the possibilities of endless overtime someday. Uh, in the meantime, we will each pick five teams. Uh, I will not take the first pick. I will surrender it because that... Uh, seems to have been maybe the cause of our computer goblin uh, undefined states. Uh, I will give the first pick over to Keelan, an undefined state. How are you, Keelan? Uh, I'm good, undefined to this day. I like that. Um, so I'm, I'm supposed to pick a team that what now? Just a, a team, team that you want. Just, just team. Pick a team, any team. Oh my God, any team? Ideally, a team that you think is, from a strategic standpoint, I would say the team that you think is most likely to have very highly variable results to cover the broadest number of score outcomes. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. This is a game that rewards volatility and pretty much nothing else. Right. I'm going to go with Nebraska. Solid choice. Solid choice. I don't know if it'll be the score. It'll be something volatile, as we have seen earlier this week. So yeah, as as, as we know from historical evidence. Cool. How okay. was that first game of the season? Awkward. <laughs> I just don't know. Am I imagining there's an icy Scott Frost trending on Twitter? (laughs) His ghost, maybe. He's probably like at a strip club somewhere. He's probably living his best life. He probably is. You make a good point. Like you make a good point. He's probably like on a beach. He's he's at the Bobby Petrino at this point. That's the dream. Really is. I'm pretty jealous. Right. No, uh, no other job could you be paid so well to not do your job. Yeah. Living the dream, man. It only gets better for Scott Frost because next week he and you, Keelan, will be watching Nebraska play Colorado. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of oh. high scoring games. <laughs> uh, next pick belongs to Britt. Who are you going to take first? This is just I, when I oh. pitched this to you, I said it's it's really teams that you're interested in because the only thing that matters here is that you will want to see what their score was. Right. Um, and you said that it was a big assumption that you had five teams that you were interested in. 
I I am a hater at at heart. Uh, I I will though, as as legally required uh, by virtue of the diploma, uh, I'll start with Fresno State because one, I just I love them. I I lived in Fresno for multiple years on purpose. So, um, but also they they are a very chaotic team. They're they've got another quarterback who just plays like he's got bees in his pants. Um, just they they've they, Jeff Tucker is making his money off of finding undersized quarterbacks who other schools don't want, so he can be like, oh, but you play like you're being, uh, like having to do a potato sack race with a badger, and I think I can make that work. So he's just got another one of those. Jake Hader has moved on to bigger and better things, so we had to. 10% to find a replacement, and uh, there's a possibility for a lot of entertainment. <laughs> if you have bees in your pants, should you really run around a lot? I mean, you probably shouldn't, but I feel like it is the instinct, though, right? Like, it's like when somebody's on fire. I think he just stopped rock and roll so much because the instinct if you're on fire is to run, which is like the exact opposite of what you want to do. I thought that stop drop and roll was because it does get the fire. Well, taken no, care of. yes, it does. But also the reason why they teach it so aggressively is because it is not the instinct when you are on huh. fire. So you have to like sort of train people past that. You guys ever been on fire? Had to strap, drop, and roll? No. Uh, I, have, I have not. I have not. <laughs> I love how Keela has to think about it. I know. I, have, <laughs> I think I've had something on fire, but I didn't have to stop, drop, and roll. I, had, I think I, like, padded and did, like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. you know, stop, drop, and roll sounds sounds pretty cool. Lily, uh, you are on the clock. Oh, I've got like four ideas in my head, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my first gut instinct. The University of Hawaii. Oh, excellent choice. They actually uh, that was a good game this week. I, I'm just like I'm never gonna be able to stay up to watch their games, but I I do I, I do think they would. They're very volatile. They might be not a lot of scoring volatile, but maybe their opponents will be. Well, and and that conference in general is is a little a little chaosy. So I yeah, do think West any, is, um, any Mountain West team is probably a reasonably good choice in this regard. Oh yeah, yeah. This week they will be facing the University of Albany, which will be making out the. The trip out there with their quarterback Reese Poffenbarger. Hell yeah, that's a name. Amazing, amazing. That is great. Uh, I am going to pick and and Britt here is um, you know what what you're saying about your interest versus being a hater. Uh, almost all of my interest in this sport is hate-based, and that is why I, with my first That's pick, fair. am taking the Ohio State University. And so I'm, I'm working on a project for work that involves a lot of, like, compiling where people went to school and stuff, and I uh, had to remind a friend of mine that I was like, no, there's no the pretty much unless it's Ohio State, and they will be very adamant about the fact that there is a the, but you don't need it with anybody else. And uh, I had to explain why I knew that, despite having absolutely not gone to Ohio State. (laughs) And we're going serpentine here, and I'm going to go with uh, much humbler, but I am am legitimately interested in actually supporting uh, this team. I believe that as one of the remaining two members of the uh, the pack two, uh, 
they've got a 50-50 shot at going to the Rose Bowl every year from now on, and I hope to see them there. Uh, perhaps it'll be OSU, OSU, a lot of volatility always in, in the West, so uh, I'm going with uh, the Oregon State Beavers. On the subject of Oregon State, brief interlude, one of the Oregon State, I think it was one of the chancellors, I saw a quote on the ticker while I was watching another game on ESPN over the weekend, but suddenly in fact where she said uh, that they've had talks with the Mountain West and that, quote unquote, uh, they hope the Pac-12 brand can be preserved. So I'm just saying now we're going to end up with Oregon State, Wazoo, and the Mountain West in the Pac-14. I hope so. I'm I'm calling that as the outcome, and I think it would be so extremely funny. And they should absolutely continue to, like, honestly, the Pac-12 network is fit for that conference. You could still, you know, actually make it available to more people and stuff, but like... I say, I can, I can watch Mountain West games. I can't watch Pac-12 Network games because <laughs> I don't fucking get Pac-12 Network. And Mountain West games are on, like, CBS Sports. Like Why a do normal I get the Pac-12 conference. Network in New York? I get, okay, I get Big Ten Network. I get SEC Network. I get ACC Network. I can watch every college football conference except for the one that is seven feet from my house. It is just... The Pac-12 is an, is a wonder. <sighs> well, I wonder who Lily will pick next. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, a college from a state I was formerly a resident of and go with the uh, University of Colorado. Oh, that was going to be my next pick. I was deciding between that and Hawaii for my first pick, and I was like, well, I've got close enough to, to two picks in a row that I could probably yeah, I mean, do. I mean, look, those are both excellent choices. Uh, I, I'm, I actually want to watch them, too. Like, I want to see what the fuck Deion Sanders is up to at any given moment, and it's, it's going to be entertaining whether or not they're actually good this year. I mean, they've already they've already have one win over a ranked mm-hmm. team, which is like probably more than they can say in the last ten years. Yeah, I mean, Colorado <laughs> has not been not been a force in. They went one and eleven last year, so like, yeah, a team that, uh, yeah, like I I can get behind anyone who is. I mean gonna try some stuff and try to be different because trying to be normal sure as shit hasn't worked for Colorado uh let's see it and one of one of my happiest memories on uh is that Friday Thanksgiving game when Bobby Purified just ran all over them um Mm. that was wonderful and beautiful um sorry to Nebraska for that but (laughs) You're a volleyball school. Um, I mean, they they put they got ninety two thousand people to watch volleyball. That's, right. that's more than basically anywhere else can say. Probably even the Olympics. Yeah, that fucking ruled. Yeah, that was extremely cool. They were like, "This is going to be our win for the season. We're done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Need to do nothing uh, else here." Thought- Right, as I saw someone say, no, I think winter gets to keep the stadium. So yeah, exactly. Volleyball, volleyball just gets to play there gonna, all the time now. It's going to be the best thing that's happened in the stadium this year. <laughs> right. Let Nebraska football have the gym. They they can right. maybe it'll score be in there. It'll, it'll be... Maybe they can get across the field. Yeah. Make an arena right. league team. I'm just going to say, make, make everyone become an arena league team for the one game that they play. Nebraska. It would be so funny. It would make Nebraska football so much more entertaining than it is, than it is on its own. Yep. This is our home field advantage now. I I love it. Northwestern should play at Wrigley every game. Just be like, yeah, our field <laughs> has we got for us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just make it make it as weird as possible. All right, uh, Britt. 
speaking of making it as weird as possible, uh, that is what I imagine you will want to do with your next pick because that oh, is the name always. of this game is always. finding teams who will, who will get you across that bingo board. Um, I'm going to go with TCU. Because I don't know what the fuck is happening over there. But uh, based sure, on week they... one, it's not what people expected. So now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Somehow lost Did not expect going from a national championship appearance to losing to a 1-11 team. That was unexpected. Yeah. Sh- shockingly, I don't think anyone <laughs> had that on their proverbial bingo card. <laughs> Uh, it's not a true crazy ass upset does not happen too much anymore. And that was one and really appreciate having that. If, if nothing else for the next several weeks, which uh, have you looked at the week two schedule? Cause yikes. Uh, Yeah. I'm scared. It's not going to be fun. Uh, well, maybe it'll be fun. Who knows? Keelan, it is your pick. It's your two picks. If, if two picks. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know that it's going to be that varied. But I don't know. I'm interested in seeing uh, what Auburn does with the freeze. The ultimate chaos agent. <laughs> That's right. I forget we're always talking about Auburn. <laughs> Being a chaos agent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's already weird. <laughs> Starting off weird. And then they are coming off a very chaotic season. I would imagine it won't be worse. But you never know. And just in general, who knows what kind of shenanigans are going to be happening with Hugh Freeze there. Apparently Cam, Cam Newton was hyping it up. I was just reading about that too. So lots of interesting folks in the mix. There's no reason that Auburn can't be uh, chaotic evil on, on a level that is really there for them to unlock in the NIL era. And, and especially in, um, a place where it is socially acceptable to hire Hugh Freeze. Right. Yeah. I mean, I see only one way through, and that's chaos. And honestly, I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get that. No, if they're if no. they're normal, I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't care whether they're good or bad. I just don't want them to be normal. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's why I feel like they're good for this. They're perfect for this segment. Really, they're like the. Yeah. Kind of like the Iowa of the SEC, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> Sorry for putting is... that out there. The I mean, but the more the I think about it, I'm not SEC. sure who I would say... I'm not sure who I would recommend higher than Auburn to hold that position, though. Like maybe Mizzou, but like they only sort of count anyway. Yeah. I feel like yeah, they're not off. like Mizzou isn't enough of an SEC team to be the Auburn. I mean, I mean to be the Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Yeah. My brain blanking on the word Iowa, trying to erase Iowa from the. That's all. Try, try yes, definitely. Iowa is definitely yourself. Virginia Tech. <laughs> But that's yeah. That's what I got there. So yeah, there's, yeah. Um, yeah. Keelan, you, you got another pick now. I do have another pick. Um, this is just based off of last season coming into the season. And sorry to pull again from a SEC pool, but I'm I'm Kentucky. I'm throwing Kentucky out there. I feel like again they may do better. But last year, they didn't do that great, and they lost their quarterback. Uh, they got a new one that I've heard is like, all right, but seem also primed for potential chaos, but for different reasons. And in that conference, too. I mean, kind of screwed. I paid 
decently close attention to week one. I was, you know, inside most of the time, watched a bunch of TV, watched a bunch of sports. I have no idea what Kentucky was up to or doing the whole time, and I feel like that is exactly what you want from Kentucky in week one of a season. Because, like, if they are... If Kentucky's in the news in week one, it's because something has gone wrong. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that they just had a perfectly it's normal it's never walk in the park reason. over someone local. Yeah, and they Good have a, their schedule's kind of it's really, really easy except for Florida. Uh, sorry, wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Well, it's no, really, really easy still- in the beginning until Florida, <laughs> unless they really mess something up. I, I, and and that may still fall into the really easy category unless things turn around. Real yeah. Quick. But then, then from there, it's like Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, Alabama. <laughs> so I think Oof. the very variance. Yeah, is that's here. that's a rough stretch because Mizzou is like your easiest matchup probably in yeah. that stretch. Yeah. They need to push for the conference to get like even bigger. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's, uh, well, we should get Louisville in here, huh? Why not? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm hearing great things about UVA. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the ACC has surplus now. They could lend them out. Right. Right. Why not? You know? Brent, you you have uh, you have a pack two right now of Fresno State and TCU. Pack two. Uh, those I, have been they were conference mates, and I'm, I'm not like before TCU went to the Big Twelve. Yeah, they play in the Mountain West together at some point. I think so. It's been a while. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? It's uh, it's your pick for a team in 2023. All right, I am going to go Washington. Because, again, if anybody plays chaos football, they're pretty high on the list right now. Because are they good? Are they bad? Are they going to end up with a, a QB rating that's just through the roof? Or is he going to throw seven interceptions? Who can say on any given day? I mean, they're they're going to be on the right hand side of that bingo card. Oh, for sure, for sure. Scoring what, is what are the opponents going to bring to the table? Who knows? Right, right. <sighs> yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Um, he should. Just see about like <laughs> is there a way that he can like play like Bo Nix too and, and I feel like we're gonna see this you know in the with in the portal era um dudes who can play the fuck out of college football and might not be like pro level NFL quarterbacks because it is a different game but like Man, somebody put Michael Penix in a doctoral program, and uh, let's talk about the eligibility rules to let him play this sport for 15 years, because that'll be awesome. (laughs) I'm for it. Uh, Lily, you are on the clock. Um, Well, sticking with the theme here of of Mm -hmm. places mentioned in John Denver songs, I'm going to go with uh, West Virginia. I, I, I love one. West Virginia. It's it's I, I can't. I can't lie. They're just like the weird outlier in the Big Twelve in terms of just like location, and I just, I just, their schedule is just so funny. So I, I do. I love that the the Pac twelve imploding has really sort of laid waste to the idea of a regional anything because now every conference conference is like. Geographically, what are you? Like they—they're all shaped like an amoeba. And just, it's funny it's that no we, sense. 
it's funny that the SEC is at like at least kind of inte- like keeping its integrity of the S yeah. part of its right. I guess, I guess the ACC is keeping the integrity of the coast part of the conference, but not the <laughs> right. Atlantic. It's not the Atlantic part. That's sort of followed by the wayside. And Dallas. The notoriously coastal city of Dallas. Oh, yeah, because they added SMU. They did yeah. add SMU. I forgot about that. I and then they started Stanford and Cal, but also and they started and they started talking about doing neutral site games like in Dallas or in that area because the travel is so heinous, which yeah. is just deeply deeply funny. Like, yeah, I I just I wish, wish that like. They were only realigning the conferences for football because I feel bad for all of the other student athletes that are going to have to travel to fucking everywhere. Well, and especially at a school like Cal, where they've only been good in the non-profit-making sports in a while. So they're causing all this chaos and all these shenanigans for, like, the worst of their teams. And now yeah, everybody else is all turned upside down because of it. There's also a big fat check that they will get 70% of. And they will give 70% of it to the football team and they will continue to be terrible. Like, <laughs> Is the football team going to be terrible? Oh, yeah. They scored a whole uh, bunch of touchdowns this weekend. They did, but I have just, I've, I've been on this road too many times. I do not believe in them. It's going to take at least another three weeks of them looking competent for me to not assume that they're going to just trip over their own dick. Well, they get weird, and uh, I've already got one Pac-12 team, but I don't care. You know, strategy, they, I don't know if they're on each other's schedule. I haven't looked at this. I, I want to see what the fuck Cal is doing, so I'm taking Cal. Um, and with my other pick to start the fourth round... Um, Hmm. I got a Big Ten. I got two uh, Pack Twos, Pack Fours, Pack Twelves. Go to the Midwest, but all of those teams are miserable. Except in the Big Twelve. I have the Big Ten team. The Big Ten is the miserable one. The Big Twelve is fun. And I want to see what Kansas State does. So Kansas State, come on down. And over to Lily. Well, now I've got three different time zones, and I think my strategy is going to be to pick a team from every time zone now. So uh, let's Hawaii go. was a key grab then. What? Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii yeah. Um, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling through now, and I'm like, "Who's going to be interesting?" Uh, oh no, it's still Eastern Time Zone. Um, Northern Illinois. I love that. My mom. My mom went there for a year, so I was like, "I'll go Northern Illinois." Winners we, we we love some action. One and zero in the ACC this year, uh, Northern <laughs> Illinois. Huh? Who'd they beat? Boston College. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. God bless. Walked them off in overtime. It was lovely. That is the the great thing about uh, the streaming era when you have like at least the ESPN plus aspect of it. What we need, I mean, what I'd really like to see is, you know, red zone for college football in some way, but that would, it doesn't require one network. Cause like NFL is able to make it happen. That's, that's where the NCAA is fumbling the bag or somebody is whoever like the college football playoff, whoever wants to make the most money out of this sport. And it seems like they're all into making fucking money. Um, you make a channel where from noon Eastern to 
midnight Eastern. It's just nonstop commercial free football. Um, I think you'll make pretty good cash if you were, say, the governing body of the sport that could pull that together. Too bad there isn't one. Uh, Britt, you have the next pick. I will say the YouTube TV quad box is excellent. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, well, well, not quite red zone. It's a very good, uh, I want to jump between five games experience. And on that note, um, I am going to go Air Force because I needed at least one team that runs a triple option because fuck it. <laughs> and, they're, and they're the least egregious of the three. So. <laughs> okay. Air Force it is. Keelan, you are up. I was going to pick Kansas State, but I'm not going to now for obvious reasons. Um, but I'll I agree tra- with you, Jesse. I'll trade That's them. A- no, I'll, I'll, I'll throw other things out there. Um, I'm going to go with Houston. Um, mm-hmm. They do play Kansas State, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know how that will turn out for them. I feel like not well. Probably uh, not well. Yeah, they play. But, hey, but for us, this state beat Purdue, though. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Weird things happen. Did, yeah. Did you see Houston's Oiler tribute uniforms? Oh, they're real good. No, but I'm interested because that's my yeah. that's my jam. They were probably mad since the Titans are also uh, doing the tribute to the Oilers this year in Houston. Houstonians, sorry, I don't know if that's what they're called. We're very upset about it. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. And Jesse, I saw, I think, I think it was Kansas State is playing Troy next weekend or something like that. Amazing. Sounds plausible. That'll be funny. Troy is a hopefully team. fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um. What what was intriguing to you about Kansas State, Brett, that had, I mean, Keelan, that, that you had them on your draft board here? Yeah, I think. we didn't really talk about them when I, when I picked them. Yeah, I think their schedule is interesting. It seems like it is possible for it to be variable. Um, I think they're probably going to do a little better just because, what did, did they get a running back transfer or something like that from Florida State? Um, so I feel like that tipped things a little better for them, but yeah, I'm just basing it off of their schedule mainly. Yeah. They, why did you pick them? I, I was interested cause they, you know, actually won that conference last year and right. yeah, feels like they're really good. And like, I'm, I don't know about their personnel and I feel like, it's been a, you know, since Michael, I, they were cool when they had Michael Bishop. That was like the coolest that Kansas state has ever been, but they've always been able to like have some kind of like success. And, um, you know, they had the old, the old, is the old guy still there? No, gotta be, I can't remember his name. The Bill old Snyder. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Snyder. <laughs> I like your title better. <laughs> I, I mean, like that's, a, that's Sanders, like as But I know that but... Bernie Sanders is fucking Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill Snyder was Bernie Sanders in a fucking purple jacket. Windbreaker. Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> but that's... That's amazing to me is that like they've, you know, Bill Snyder built a really successful program kind of out, you know, that what the hell is Kansas state, you know, and managed to do it without being like the huge cult of personality ego dude to the point where um, I can forget his name. Um, 
all these years later. So I, I find that program fascinating and how Manhattan, Kansas exists in general. Um, <laughs> this is not hospitable cool. for humans. <laughs> That's why I have this is this is <laughs> we shouldn't uh, exist. All, I, all I'm thinking of is that Bobby Hill quote from, from King of the Hill. It's a testament to man's hubris or something. Yeah, yeah. That is that's good. It's like Burning Man. Uh, yeah, much like Burning Man. <laughs> all right. Keelan, you have Nebraska, Auburn, Kentucky, Houston, and one more pick. All right. This last one's probably not going to surprise you at all. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Because, sorry if I stole it from everybody. I would say, I was, I was thinking about Ole Miss. I wasn't going to choose them at first. And then, after thinking through schedule, also, Blaine. <laughs> and I remembered that not long ago, like a few weeks ago, oh, maybe longer now, he was mad. Uh, he's mad about the transfer portal. So I was like, oh, no. I feel like that's – he's, like, venting because there's, like, a crack. So I felt like it was a canary in the coal mine situation <laughs> where he's, like, pissed because he's, like, they're taking, they're taking my guys. Right, right. And one of those. No, no, no. You're not. It's, it's, the, the Dodgers and the Giants pulled a similar thing with like taking people off waivers and whatever people who were injured and stuff. But it's a very yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm not. You're not allowed to do that. I do that. You're not allowed to do it back. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, the transfer portal and player deals are ruining this team. Uh, right. Yeah. Totally. That's a. Uh, that sounded like Denny Hamlin. <laughs> I can do that, but not not you. Right, you're not allowed. <sighs> yeah, I feel like speaking of hubris, I feel like maybe we might see some of that. Who knows? Actually, I enjoyed um, Denny this weekend, and, and I'll get back to Ole Miss in a second. Uh, Denny was in the Xfinity race for Darlington, and he won it, and... Um, gets out of the car he's getting booed getting middle fingers um and and just was like yeah you're right i am number one that's incredible <laughs> that's yeah, then, that's that's good that's good and then just like god level heel behavior too to then post a picture of like him holding up the number one to the crowd while everybody's flipping him off with the zoom ins on two of the particular people flipping the bird um, with the tweet just being boo. Bless him. Uh, De Denny Hamlin. Um, That's how you got to react to anything in life. Absolutely. They're cheering um, me on. Yeah. <laughs> just, just lean in. Just lean in. Be the heel that, that you have played yourself into being. It's great. Uh, Britt, you, you seem to be without a real heel force here. Uh, you do have Air Force as well as Washington, TCU, and Fresno State. Wait, I thought you had Army. No, Air Force. Okay. I don't know why I thought you had Army. I don't – that was – I mean, effectively the same offense, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> any, any of the – any of the uh, – you know, yeah, the, ser the service academies are the only ones committed to the triple option. Possibly Indiana. So you think you'd think that Air Force <laughs> would be committed to the air raid? You, know? you would think, right? It's in the name and everything. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a true heel, but I am. I am going to just go with my vibe based picks anyway. Um, and I'm gonna go with App State. Ooh, good one. Because they just, I just enjoy them. They're just a, a weird scenario in, in every possible way most years. So I uh, look forward to finding out what way, which way that goes this year. 
Okay. Be interesting. App State. Always fun. Always exciting. And Lily, you have Hawaii, Colorado, West Virginia, Northern Illinois. I've got one time zone left. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out if I'm committed to the time zone thing. But I don't, I, none of these, none of these West Coast teams, I don't think, are calling my name. Maybe they are. Maybe. San Diego State can be fun. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking, I was thinking about that. But. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was watching that. They were the last game on. Um and they took a very long time to handle Idaho State. Uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna go think my pick. I think I'm gonna go UCLA. All right. I am really curious to see how this like transition year plays out for a lot of them. I also just like one of the really weird menagerie of teams. And I think this is about as weird. Pretty damn weird. You you do have a wide variety of conferences represented. I do have two Pac-12 though. And I'm, or I guess the, you know, whatever they are, (laughs) the two, two of the Pacific teams in the conference formerly known as the Pac-12. Britt, you are the resident uh, Californian here. Uh, I I have, yeah. I I will ask if you know why it is that... I understand that why, actually. I mean, UCLA has the logo that it does because it's to look like the Cal logo. They are the University of California, Los Angeles. Cal has the script Cal. UCLA has the script. Maybe the script UCLA, yeah, yeah. Why has nobody? Did nobody at any point in the design process or anything um, say Cal is an actual thing that people say? Um, UCLA is not a word that you can write in script like that. That is just Akla. <laughs> it says Akla. That is your yeah, logo. It, it is an excellent question. Uh, some some crimes against typography and graphic design have certainly been committed. It, the only thing I can think, honestly, is just that they were trying to make it look like the Cal script and that you can't really. And if you try and do four capital cursive letters, it looks weird and not like what they were going for. Um, yeah, and that's that's when you say, okay, we're going to do something else. Uh, right. I mean, I think, well, and also because like Cal has the, or used to have, they don't really use it as much, but Cal had the block C and the very classic like collegiate block yeah. lettering. UCLA could have gone with that and it would have been fine. They they could have done something with a bear. It's not like the other UC schools are in on this as well. Uh, UC Davis has the Cincinnati Reds logo for some reason and an A for Aggies. Yeah. UC Davis Aggies, and then yeah, you've got a lot of there's a lot of UCs. It's the moral of the story, and and the Cal State system was just it's the wild west. They were like fucking pick whatever colors logo whatever do do your thing. So they have no rhyme or reason for them whatsoever. I I did not realize until I looked it up last night that um, Fresno State is Cal State Fresno and not Fresno State University. Um, it, yeah, it is and, technically speaking California State University Fresno. Nobody calls it that, but technically speaking. Because they... Uh, Fresno beat Purdue. Correct. And uh, the reason that I looked this up was that the other FSU uh, was beating LSU. And that LSU played Purdue in 
uh, in the Citrus Bowl last year. That's true. So both teams from the Citrus Bowl losing to uh, FS, but not necessarily FSU. That is funny. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you, you people, you just people do still abbreviate it as FSU. Like, it's not. I have sweatshirts okay. that say FSU. Like, they're not. The Cal State system is a little funky that way, and that, like, obviously, like Fresno State, San Jose State, San Diego State, um, uh, San Francisco State, all call them name themselves that way. But then there's other ones that do use like. Cal State, whatever, Cal State, like you, like it's Cal State Dominguez Hills or Cal State used to be Cal State East Florida. Bay or used to be used to be Cal State Hayward. Now it's East Bay, but is that because Jason Hayward was a Dodger and they were like, we can't have that anymore? Yeah, clearly. No, I think they they, uh, they started a bunch of satellite campuses and the and the <laughs> campus in Hayward was like a mostly non-residential and stuff anyway, so they decided to rebrand it because they built a big campus that's about half an hour away. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I have the last pick here and uh, just mentioned them and their big win in, in week one. Um, I feel like Keelan's got the SEC covered. So I, I'm going to go ACC with Florida state and, as as I was watching this, and I will, uh, we we will have a graphic that kind of goes with this later, and I'll I'll talk to you guys more about that off the air as we get that together. Um, I was thinking about how we how we did you know chaotic evil like as a matrix, um, and not just necessarily as a grid. Um, Florida State and LSU are very deep in the chaotic evil corner. Um, but I was thinking about, and I'm really glad that, that we've come up with the idea of doing this more matrixy because LSU is so much more chaotic and Florida state is so much more evil. Um, right. Right. That's, that's the problem with the discrete boxes is it's like, you've still got a lot of range within that square. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I like about this, I, I deeply loathe Florida state. Um, as anyone should, any, any team that is still chopping away in 2023. And I'm sorry to can't see, uh, I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I hate listening to those fucking games. Um, little old Clemson is, just as evil, but so lawful. Oh, yeah. And that makes them so much worse. Oh, it's so much more obnoxious. Please, please let our dear Florida State and Mike Norvell, who seems like an okay dude, which really makes me think that there is something incredibly wrong with him. Um, because yeah, I mean, because you don't become a football, a college football coach without being at least like a mild sociopath. We've talked about this. Yeah, and the ones who come across as not a total psycho, um, you're gonna really have to prove hard that you're not a total psycho. Um, well, because it's sort of to me, it's sort of like the difference between like a Jeffrey Dahmer and a Charles Manson. Dahmer is the scary one. He's the one that if you see him walking down the street, you're not going to go, oh, shit, and cross to the other side of the street. Like, you're getting the fuck away from Charles Manson yeah. at 30 yards. Like, that dude is not all right. Dahmer is, the, is actually the scarier of the two for that reason. And I feel like college football coaches kind of can run the same the same spectrum where you're like, if you seem normal, I'm extra suspicious. Like, there's That's definitely fine. some weird shit. That's an incredible. Somewhere. <laughs> That was incredible. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I'm not saying that any college football current or former college football coaches are uh, serial killers for purposes of legal. No, no, no. Uh, you got a good point across. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Charles Manson? What? Did you say PJ Fleck? Oh, PJ. 
is PJ Fleck. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Because I'm, I'm now thinking about his uh, on-field interview and how dreadfully uncomfortable that was. And that is a guy that I want to run away from. And yet he seems to have this kind of charisma that allows him to have some form of cryptocurrency. Uh, I don't really understand. Like Fleckbox? It's called being a charismatic cult leader, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there, there's, a, there's a very... Very uh, televangelist quality to the whole thing. Yeah. Something about those, like, sunglasses and a sweater vest. His style is fucking incredible, though. Yeah. It weirds me out because of that reason. Same as much to the guy I just compared to Charles Manson. (laughs) He's got charisma. Wait a minute. (laughs) Exactly. Everything's I mean, just reinforcing your own point here, so you are. You're right, though. I mean, he he rocks it. His Not- painting just evokes a sort of 1920s Austrian vibe. That oh god, <sighs> like you. Yeah, can't- I'm gonna watch as little Minnesota as I possibly can this year. Oh, you can't pull god. off a red blazer or like. Pullover and red pit or burgundy, whatever. I'm sorry, maroon. I don't know. And look good and be normal. No, it's not possible. You know that he's super sensitive about whatever the name of that color is. Like if you called it maroon and it's actually exactly. burgundy. Cardinal. Like... Oh, yeah. I'm sure he would correct you immediately. Minnesota blood. Yeah.